Hi, folks, this is the Gospel of Kennison. Hey, folks, welcome to episode 88 of the Gospel of Kennison. I am your host. My name is James Kennison. This is the personal audio podcast of me. Um, How are you? I hope you're doing well wherever you are. I hope uh, you are are doing okay. And if you're not doing okay, I hope you're on your way to feeling better about life. Uh, I've been doing pretty good the last week since last time I talked to you. Um, I think the last podcast I recorded was right after I had started taking my new medicine and I woke up and I was all happy and chipper and high as a kite. Uh, and, and that did settle a little bit. Um, but, uh, but I, but I'm, I'm at a better place than I've been in a long, long time. Geodone folks ask for it by name. If, if you're dealing with depression, I don't know. The first time I took it was, um, a long time ago and it almost, uh, kept me from ha- needing to quit my job. But then I started having these weird side effects and I, uh, you know, was taken off of it where I probably should have just been given a lower dose and, um, and I just crashed and, and it was not long after that, that I, I turned in my resignation. Um, I thought I was allergic to it, but we tried it again, um, a couple months ago, maybe more than that. And things have been better. And, and he upped my dosage this last time I went to visit my crazy doctor and it has been the difference between night and day. And so, uh, I've been back to my normal self. Uh, without being overstimulated, which is always the case with with some of these, is uh, I'll I'll get to where I feel normal, but then I'll start feeling overstimulated, and um, that's what it did to me last time. Um, when I was taking geodone last time, I could get in the shower and I felt every individual sprinkle of shower water hit my body. I mean, it was just hyper uh, sensitivity to everything. <clears throat> I felt like Spider Man with spider sense or something. But um this time around it's not doing that and I don't know why, but dagummit, we we were running out of options. I had been through all the pills and after 8 9 years of this uh, 10 struggling with this, uh it's nice to have found a concoction that works and um been doing doing a lot better than the life I described last time. And uh Looking forward to the future. I've been, um, oh, first fingernail update. <laughs> um, I would love to tell you that I have long, wonderful fingernails, but I, I do have short, wonderful fingernails. And um, only through, only during, I've only, I'm missing one, two, three of them. And it's because when I get nervous or I'm thinking too much and I'm not paying attention, my thumbnail likes to go in there and gouge at some of the other ones. And um, it was successful in at least three cases. So, uh, but I haven't cheated and I haven't, um, haven't stopped this little tiny bit of self-discipline of, uh, of growing out my fingernails. So yay me. <laughs> uh and, um, um, as far as my last, last time I talked about my desire to podcast more and the way that is coming out is in February, 
I'm going to start sitting down with my daughter and recording Red School Bus, which will be basically a that story show for the entire family. Um, whereas that story show is for folks that are a little older. Um, this one will be completely family friendly and hosted, uh, with my daughter <clears throat> and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Jenna's a great, um, example for our kids. I think she's a good girl and, um, looking forward to that. I've been doing a lot of creative stuff this week. Uh, recorded a song using, um, the audio interface that patrons paid for, which was really awesome. I was able to plug my guitar in and, you know, record directly into the computer. And, uh, I found my old, um, my MIDI keyboard and which was a, a, a tiny miracle, just a tiny one. I I've told you guys about my keys. I think um, that I lost at a campground and we had dug through the dumpsters and, you know, just been all over the place and not been able to find it. But a small quiet prayer, uh, led me back to a place we'd already looked inside of a hole in the bottom of the upholstery of a chair. And I found the keys in there. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I just nowadays, uh, pray very plainly and very simply and uh, very matter-of-factly, very respectfully and all that, I, I realize the weight of prayer, meaning the audience that I have and that the words are being heard and listened to. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is, but the other day I, I needed my MIDI keyboard and I prayed, uh, Lord, you know, just help me find this thing. I don't know where in the world it would be. I haven't used it in years. And before I uh, was done... My wife, uh, or my daughter says, mom found it. So she'd probably found it before I prayed. Some people would say that was, that didn't, that one didn't count, but I don't know, man, if God, uh, isn't bound by time, then in a sci-fi way, you know, he could, uh, could have somebody find it before you pray. Cause he knew you were going to pray. I don't know. Um, so I recorded a song. Uh, it's, it's a remake of Other Dunder, I Miss You, and I rap in it and stuff like that. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I can play a little bit of it for you, I guess. The full thing, the full song will be available very soon on SoundCloud. All right, uh, here's a little bit, uh, first verse in the chorus. I had a dream the other night. About a baby didn't feel right. One son, that's all I've got. But you look like him a whole lot. Except you had a black mustache and a monocle on your eye. Ain't that what they call one eyeglass? You've been living back behind the dryer, poor kid. At least six months have passed not knowing you existed. What kind of parents would forget they had a second son? Then I woke up and now I'm sad I've only got the one. I wish my only had another brother next to kin. And I wish that you would show up in my dreams oh, again. Under you were on my heart and on my mind. I hope you find your way my dreams again I miss the way you mentioned that you holy crap I guess you talked you better than the one you mock I wish that you were real 
so I could say I miss you Other dunder I miss you Do I know you were a figment of my overactive imagination All right so there you go there's a preview of it um the music quality seems to be on point um I, I I'm not upset with my rapping um the sound of my voice during that, but I don't like the way I sound during the chorus. And I wish I knew somebody. I wish I had a, a couple of friends uh, who happen to be female and uh, that could sing and, um, you know, do the chorus for stuff like that. But, um, you know, you do what you can while you have it and uh, just be looking out for that. If you follow me on Twitter or Facebook or, um, you know, if you're connected on Discord to our server or anything like that, uh, you're you're going to find find that song uh, here shortly. I wanted my brother to hear it. I wanted John to hear it, and then I released it to patrons. And so, if you're a patron, it's already available um, through your audio uh, RSS, your custom RSS feed. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that. I hope you do. It is a lot of fun. The next song I'm going to be working on is uh, Zombie from Jesus. It's one I wrote and performed live um, at a venue, but I have not recorded it and released it. And it's based on a story from that story show uh, back in the day where, um, <laughs> where I scared the crap out of a couple of uh, young adults. And uh, the woman came forward to defend them both with a giant chair in her hand um, rather than, than the man. So it was, it was quite funny who he was back there scared to death. And so I imagine that that night she was praying and thanking God for showing her what kind of man he really was. And so that's where the song came from called zombie from Jesus. Thank you for coming around. Um, zombie from Jesus. Thank you for making that sound, you know, so it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Be looking for that uh, and other Dunder coming out here shortly. Lately, uh, our big focus <clears throat> as a family has been trying to get the kids in a new school. <clears throat> Their existing school is, is great, um, except it's just lately there's just been, I don't know, this past year, just a general feeling of, of like it's just not being managed properly. There were some bad hires, in my opinion. A lot of people retired at one time. And I think, honestly, what happened is they had folks that were working there mostly because their heart was in it. And uh, they had been there for 20 years. And they probably weren't getting paid what they should have been. And then they turn around and, and try to replace these folks with the same wages and you don't attract the, you know, some of the best folks you get secondhand folks or second grade folks, I should say. And, and that just seems to be the case. I, we came back in the elementary school um, principal is just gone and there's a replacement and no one explains why or tells or, you know, offers any reasons. And then the, the last nail in the in the coffin was the other day they had a a meeting for all the parents of high school and middle school students and they told us that basically the high school is going to be shutting down 
after next year and a new high school is coming in to use the building and that, you know, they talked about partnering with them and all this kind of stuff, but there were just too many what ifs and too many times I heard them say, God's going to do this and God's going to fill in the blanks here and cross the I's and dot the T's and all that. Um, there was just too much stuff that I translated is we don't really have the money. We don't really have uh, the teachers. We don't really have anything. This is just all ideas at this point. And granted, they've got, you know, a year and a half to get it all together. But it, it just that combined with the instability that I felt all year with uh, the other things I mentioned was just just me saying, you know what? I wish you guys the best. I really do. I'm glad you believe in what you're doing, but I don't want to be a part of this experiment. Um, and, and, you know, it would be my daughter's 10th grade year and, um, she needs to be in a place, uh, as an established place with, with options and things like that. And it's a small school and they're not able to offer a lot of the things. And that's why people leave, uh, after middle school to go to other high schools. So we're trying to get her into of all things, a public school, which may or may not be a great idea. Um, I'm, I'm definitely praying that God will, well, I started by praying, Lord, get her into this school. This one school that we like, we have a friend whose son's in there and, and they have very high standards, uh, very low dropout rates, very high graduation rates, uh, high test scores, low discipline problems. You can't even get in the school if you've had a discipline problem for an entire year <clears throat> at your previous school. So even though it's in the city, it's very diverse, and I I think it could be a great place. But I'm still praying, um, in this case especially, God's will be done, because I don't know. I mean, it's still public school, and Jenna's, I'm torn because prior to children, I would say, yeah, I would, I'm going to put my kids in public school because I'm going to, I don't want them to be sheltered from this world. And I want them to be able to, you know, uh, you know, fight against the bad stuff. And, and, and I've seen it in, I've seen the effects of overprotection on kids, especially um, with uh, homeschool kids a lot, a lot of times, not all the time, but sometimes uh, homeschool kids get out of school and they get exposed to the world and they, they just go crazy and they start doing all the things that they weren't allowed to do before. And I, I think primarily the reason that is, is because they never see anything but the benefits of sin. Okay. So when you're not involved in drinking, you just see it on TV or you hear about it from your friends. All you hear about is the highlights and how great it was and how fun it is and all this kind of stuff. But when, when you actually know people that have drank um, and you get to see uh, hangovers and throwing up and the mistakes that people make while they're uh, inebriated and the things that they do that they would never do or say that they would never say, uh, you know, you start to realize that sin is sin is called sin for a reason because it does uh, and can injure you and, and make your life, uh, worse. You know, it can definitely open up the avenues for things that would never happen otherwise. And, um, with a protected child, you, you just don't get that. Well, 
at the same time, <laughs> I, I want to protect my daughter and son from the full on brunt of what the world offers, uh, because they are kids and they are young and, and it is, they, they're not fully capable of making decisions and, and worldview. Yeah. World. Yeah. And, and based in the worldview, I don't trust them enough to be able to do that yet. Or do I, you know, and that's the big question. Like, you know, when they, when they run into somebody that is living an alternative lifestyle, um, or they run into somebody who is, and I'm talking about any alternative lifestyle, including drugs and alcohol, partying, um, premarital sex, all of those things. Um, you know, how, how, how do I know that they're going to make the right choices? I, I heard my daughter tell my wife the other day that when she goes to a new school, it's going to test something. And she said, what? She said, well, it's going to, I've always thought of myself as outgoing. And I guess it's going to test that because I've got a friend that went to another school and she was really loud and, and outgoing at our school. But she says she's real quiet at her new school because she doesn't know anybody. And, and she says, I guess it'll just test me. And I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's also going to test whether you're a Christian or not too, because in the Christian world, she has been tested because not every kid, it's, it's a very outreach oriented school and, and not many of the kids are actually Christians or, or, or at least behave as that. She says there's a lot of swearing. There's a lot of confusion on, um, you know, sexual identity and, and, and just all the stuff. So it's just not as prevalent as it would be in a, in a public school. Um, so what am I saying? I'm saying that I want to protect my daughter, but at the same time, I kind of don't. Um, and that's why I, it, it, there's just so many unknowns with this school that that's why I'm praying God's will, because he knows, he knows whether she's going to be able to handle it or not. I want to set her up to win. Um, there's going to come a point where she's going to make her own choices no matter what, but I want to give her, I don't want to protect her from knowing or exposing. I, where I want to protect her is in the decision, not the decision. What is it? it in helping her to make the right, the right choices. I don't know. I'm, it's not exactly what I'm trying to say, but, um, I, I want her to be able to process things properly and in a mature way. And right now, you know, she's heading into ninth grade and I guess maybe it's just time. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want her drinking. I don't want her, you know, messing around with boys. Um, and she's a good girl. She really, really is. Uh, and she's been exposed to boys and she's been exposed to kids who do drugs, you know, recreationally and, you know, a few other things. Um, she says she's not a person that uses foul language, which I appreciate, uh, you know, cl claims and, and seems and shows the fruit of being a Christian person. Um, I just want to protect that as long as possible and give her a fighting chance for that part of her to grow. I don't want it squashed and overrun. And, um, but the, but the Bible says that even a little light drives out the darkness and you know, where the light is, there's not even shadows. So 
just hope that I, I guess ultimately it's, it's about me and my doubts about how I've raised her. And I feel like I've done a good job until, you know, something like this comes up and then I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then it also comes down to, do I trust God? Because eventually she is going to be exposed to everything the world offers. I guess I just believe that kids are exposed to too much too soon. And I want to protect her from that. You know what I'm saying? Cause there was a time when you were a kid, you didn't even know about murder. You didn't know about people stealing things. You didn't even know that things died, you know, and, and life just teaches you a little bit along the way. And some of us get exposed to some things sooner than we should. And, and it's usually a pretty traumatic experience that changes and affects the way we think and feel about it for the rest of our lives. And that's actually what I've been trying to get at this entire time and finally have is that I just want her to experience things properly and be able to make a, a good, just be able to have a reaction to it and be able to process it properly. Um, rather than just being overwhelmed and traumatized by it. So I don't know, maybe this is something I need to talk to her about too. But in the meantime, I'm praying, uh, God's will on this one. You know, my will is that she gets into the school and that my son gets into the school but uh, not my will, but God's be done. Um, lately, though, whew, our uh, our other big focus has been trying to keep our kids focused on their grades. Um, Jay got straight A's this quarter, uh, which is awesome and a, and quite an accomplishment. He is a an A and B student who sometimes gets C's, and uh, late the 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 previous time he he was just getting very slack and lax and had some low grades even though his average uh was was decent um he was failing um lots of papers and stuff and it was just anything he had to study you know anything he had to sit down and focus on he wasn't doing and we uh we kind of got on him and we create i created an atmosphere that instigated proper um studying habits. It was an atmosphere that made it the most comfortable thing to do was to go ahead and study. What are you talking about, James? I'm talking about my theory on, on disciplining children. And if you've heard this before, I'm sorry, but I believe it's the parent's job to create a, a microcosm, uh, which is basically a tiny little universe inside of the real universe. And it is a place that is controlled by the parents. And the reason you need a microcosm in your family is because the world at large does not always punish bad behavior. Oftentimes it rewards bad behavior. Um, if you don't study, then you get to play video games. For instance, um, there are often consequences at the end of those bad ones, but not always, not always in this life. So in your microcosm, in your family, you can create a world where it is upside down and backwards from the real world. And that is a world where good deeds are rewarded and bad things are always punished. And you create this and it creates a worldview separate and, and apart from the worldview of the world. 
Um, and you can, I obviously involve God in all of this, but I think it would work. I think it works just basically because the way God set up the universe. Um, I create rewards for goodness and punishments for badness that creates a natural current that pushes them toward the good and away from the bad. I believe that discipline is literally the pain that keeps you from death. Uh, and let me explain that. I mean, that's an extreme definition, but if you were laying in bed and you couldn't, and, and there was a candle next to your bed and your hand touched the candle, it would wake you up and it would hurt you. And it would save you because if you couldn't feel the candle and if the fire uh, did start burning your hand, you would end up either severely burned or dead. Uh, and discipline functions that way. It's rules and systems in place uh, with built-in punishments and rewards that keep you from playing in the street and keep you from doing drugs and alcohol and, and keep you uh, in a place where you're obeying your, your parents and you're not eating things you're not supposed to eat and doing things you're not supposed to do. Um, and so that's what we do for grades. And um, so long story short, I, uh, I got a bunch of candy <laughs> and every time he brought home an A on a piece of paper, he got candy. We, what I did is I set up, I even wrote it out. I set up short-term goals, midterm goals, and long-term goals. And you can argue with me about all this if you want, but it worked. He got straight A's this, this quarter. Uh, never done that before. Uh, not since, you know, grades didn't matter kind of thing when, they, when he was little. But short-term goals were, you know, you bring home a paper with an A on it. You get a, a, a small uh, Hershey's bar or, or, you know, six M&Ms. And um, I, I got chocolate because it doesn't stay in their teeth. And they're in their mouth for very long, so it's not bad for their teeth. And I don't usually reward with food, but with Jay, he's not a foodie. He's not a, a big eater, and and I was desperate. <laughs> and, I, and he's past the age I could just beat him. So, so there was built-in rewards at the short term, and the uh, midterm rewards were if if you had all good grades, uh, A's or B's, um, for the week. Then at on a Friday you got a slushy, and a slushy is something we just do once in a while anyway. So I just made that a for sure kind of thing, and then long term goal uh, was if you get straight A's on your report card, then I'll take you to Incredible Pizza. Well, we we took him to I took him to Incredible Pizza um, on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. So. Incredible Pizza is a great place here in St. Louis where you have a giant pizza buffet and then a giant arcade. You, you probably have something like it near you. Um, there's one in Springfield too, but very small chain of, I believe, just two restaurants, but they're great. It's it's a good experience. It's great because they the workers treat you very well. And a lot of the times in those arcades, they're uh, very dismissive and rude and you know, they've just been dealing with kids all day, but this, this one, they don't do that. So it's cool. Um, but to, uh, the punishments therefore were, uh, anything above a C is rewarded or B's are, B's are normal. A's are rewarded. 
uh, C's were punished. And so punishments included not getting candy, um, redoing the work, you know, like bring, when you, you would bring home the paper and he would sit there and have to redo the entire thing until he got an A on the paper and he wasn't even able to turn it in. I mean, that's not how school works, but we made him redo it at home. So if he be, and we did that specifically because his problem was that he was writing stuff down quickly so that he could go to recess early. And so our thinking is, Hey, let's, let's let the punishment fit the crime. If you don't take the time to do it the first time, then you're going to take the time to do it. And it's going to take twice as long because you're going to do it the first time. And then you're going to have to do it again and you're going to have to do it the right way. So our, our slogan with him kind of became, we want your best work the first time. And he finally learned it. Um, there were other punishments as far as missing out on, on, uh, devices, you know, so short-term, mid-term, long-term punishments, uh, would be no sports or anything like that. Um, but he pulled it together and it worked. And I remember that, you know, the, he, he just got tired of being punished. I mean, there was a lot of punishment at first, but then he started to experience those rewards and it started drawing him toward the, the light side. And, um, I'll never forget. I don't think that the day he came in and said, I got my report card and it's straight A's. And he showed me the straight A's and um, he says, this feels so good. And that's when I knew that we had succeeded because there is a natural reward for good behavior out there in the universe, not just in the microcosmos, the, co the, the micro, uh, what I call it, uh, microcosm. Um, there, there are rewards out there in the universe that God has set up, but, um, they come after what seem like punishments. You know, you don't just go out and win a football game. You have to go through practice first and pa practice with football is torture. <laughs> you know, they just make you do a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with football. And, and then it makes you better at football. Um, you know, you, you're not going to get good grades without a lot of hard work. And we were able to artificially manipulate the universe in our little microcosm to get him to that point so that he could experience the natural high of a good uh, job well done. And now um, we don't have to give him candy. Um, we still, I'm still going to do midterm and long-term goals because I, I still feel like it's important to reward and we still will punish by taking away devices and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, but, but focusing on grades has been tough for both of them. Um, you know, sometimes football teams do this where they win. That's what I told my wife. I said, the Jay's going to be like a football team. They'll win a high school football team. They'll win and then they'll lose the very next game and lose it bad. And I think it's because high schoolers get it in their head. They're just like, hey, we're a winning team. We won. We're winners. And then they don't play. They play like winners. And you got to play like a loser. You got to play like every single play you're going to lose. And I'm not a sports guy, so just take that with a grain of salt. But I'm saying, you know, you have to study as if you don't know anything, as if you're going to fail that test. You can't study like you know it all. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to study very hard with that attitude. And so I had to help recenter Jay 
because his grades were already coming in and there were low A's and low, and, you know, some, some high B's, but just not, you know, not where he needs to be and not doing his best. And it was again in the classes that he needs to study on. And, um, my daughter is the same way. She, her problem isn't that, uh, her, t- her problem is becoming time management because she has a social life now. She's involved in sports. She's on student council as the student council president. She's, you know, she's amazing, but she is like her mom and she is like me And her mom can get overly focused on things sometimes, uh, which is one of her greatest uh, gifts actually is focus. And I can get uh, unfocused very easily because I can do things you know, podcasting, drawing, music, whatever, I can very easily become unfocused and chase the thing that is the most fun at the time, not necessarily what I want to do or what I should be doing. And so you combine those two things and you can get overly focused on the most fun thing. (laughs) And so sports has been that for Jenna and student council and stuff like that. And so grades or her grades suffered a little bit this quarter and it caused her to lose out on going to a ball game or playing in a game today. And then we told her that if um, certain grades don't turn around, she's going to lose out on basketball altogether. And it hurts to do this to your kids. It's not fun, but you either believe in grades or you don't, you know, nobody's, she's, she's great at sports, but it's just for fun. Nobody's ever going to pay my short little daughter to play ball in school. And even if they do, she's still going to need grades. And even if they do, she's still going to need to be able to earn a degree and work a job. And, um, you know, I've got to help her stay focused. I have to create that artificial environment where, the funnest thing in her life isn't as fun until she's done with all this schoolwork, you know, and that's hard to do. It's hard to, to, to watch your kid's eyes kind of drop to the floor when you tell them the bad news about what's going to happen as a result of their actions. But, um, and I think that's why a lot of folks don't do it that and their kids freak out and are disrespectful and blah, blah, blah. But, um, our, our kids realize that when something comes down from us like that, it's not because we want to do it. It's because we have to, and we, we don't enjoy it and it is not fun. And we would much rather revel in their victories than, um, you know, have to punish them for the things that they didn't step up to. So I think, I think her head's on straight again. <laughs> And we'll, we have the ability to track their grades in real time, more or less, on uh, online. And uh, so we're going to just double our efforts on that and stay on top of them. But but there comes a point, you know, Jenna's going to ninth grade. Jay's going into into sixth. It's like uh, I, I want to monitor them, but at the same time, I want to make, I want them to be self-motivated. I, I, I don't want to have to punish them to get them going. I want to get them to the point, you know, and that's where I hope we are with Jay that they have experienced the positives of do a job well done 
enough to where they can be self-motivated and study to avoid the stress of, uh, of not knowing what what's on a test. Cause it is hard work. It really secretly is hard work to slack off at school. If, if you, if you still care, I guess, um, because you don't study and, and so you get your free time or whatever, but then you don't know the answers to the, to the questions and it's stressful and it's terrible. And then you get in trouble for the bad grades and you get a bad average and, and, you know, it just goes down from there. Um, when you study along the way, you know, just a little bit every day, you don't have to do it all at once and you still get free time and you know the answers and you don't get in trouble. And that's what I want. That's the environment I want to provide for my kids. That's what I want them to do. Um, anyway, that's, that's where I'm at this week. <laughs> that's our life. That's my audio journal for this time. I want to thank you for listening to it. And if you have any feedback or comments or anything like that, you can always send them to james at nlcast.com or you can get on our discord server. Um, you can find such things at nlcast.com and then click on community right at the top of the screen. And there's all the ways that you can get involved and communicate with me and other people that listen to the show. It's a great way to do that. Many of you already are, but if you found this show and you're like, why do I care about this guy's life? Uh, maybe you should go to nlcast.com and listen to some of the other podcasts, especially that story show and the upcoming uh uh, red school bus. It's going to be fun. Um, thank you patrons for your support. Um, I, I, I just, I appreciate you. I don't know how else to say it. I love that you guys think that this stuff is worth supporting. Um, if you want to support the show and it's, it's just a dollar a show and I do about four a month, uh, sometimes three, sometimes four. So you're talking four bucks a month. Um, you can do that at patreon.com slash GOK. Uh, the website is GOKcast.com. You can join our Facebook group and our, um, our, our uh, what do you call it, Discord server uh, at the place I already mentioned, NLCast.com, and then click on community. You can email me at james at NLCast.com. Follow me on Twitter at NLCast. And um, I'm thinking that I would appreciate if you want to, this week, send me an idea of, of things to talk about. Um, is this okay? What I did today, just talking about life. Is that interesting enough? Um, once in a while, I like to do opinion pieces where I talk about things like selfishness or impatience or discipline or 10 things that are weird about me or, you know, whatever. Um, if you have something, a question that you would like answered on the show, uh, any of those kind of things would really help me out because sometimes, um, sometimes it's hard to sit down and hit record on this show I, with, with nobody's list or that story show. There's always content. There's always something to talk about. This one proves to be a challenge for me sometimes because I could talk about anything, but is that what people want to hear? Um, so if you want to help a brother out, Hit me up at james at nlcast.com. Give me, give me some ideas of things that you would like to hear, hear me talk about or stories you would like me to tell or things, you know, just consider it an AMA and ask me anything and, and hit me up. If you want to hear more about discipline, if you want to hear more about depression, you know, just ask a question and I'll, I'll give you credit on the show and, and, um, talk about it. 
So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you patrons and I appreciate you listeners. And we'll see you right here on uh, GOK next time. Peace. <laughs>